Hello, welcome to Prince Travel Track. I'm your host Darren. Today we'll be talking about Young and Beautiful from One Night Alone. Dot dot dot. Recorded spring 2001 at Paisley Park and released on the 14th of May 2002 on the track It Is Just Prince. Uh, the song is 2 minutes 44 and joining me to talk about today is Tim Holsizer. Hello Tim. Greetings. Now I think um, obviously everything on here is uh, some kind of piano ballad. <laughs> but in this case this feels like, um, I don't know, like it's very kind of like jaunty. It's very upbeat. Um, you know, some of the other tracks on here have been very, you know, slow and kind of thoughtful. And Prince is, you know, kind of, um, I don't know, almost... It feels sometimes that he's like really taking his time to kind of sing stuff because you're like, oh, I guess this is meant to be like really kind of soulful. Um, but in this case, he's just like very upbeat. You know, it kind of like the piano starts out very kind of upbeat, uh, takes about a minute and then Prince starts singing, um, you know, about I'm guessing I don't actually I'm not sure who he's singing about here, although at this time I think he had met his second wife. Um, so it would make sense if this song were about her. Obviously, you know, I'm not saying it is directly about her, but like the kind of the opening lines where he says, you're so young and beautiful, you're so full of life, everybody knows. Like they, they, this to me feels like somebody who, you know, this feels like the, the song of someone who has recently, you know, fallen in love again. Mm. Um, you know, particularly given that, you know, the previous the kind of, um, well, on, on a couple of the previous albums, there had been some songs that were very much about someone breaking up with someone and um, kind of, you know, kind of saying that their one true love is no longer their true love. So this feels like completely different in terms of like the tone, you know, of some kind of songs from, you know, more recent times. It's weird because those opening couple of lines are very, you know, you're so young and beautiful, you're full of life, everybody knows. But then he kind of turns it and says, yes, they they try to take advantage of you. Um, but, well, that's why they try to take advantage of you, but uh, you don't have to do what the other ones do. Um, you're so cold, cool, the world at your feet. Uh, they only want your virginity. Keep your clothes on your chastity until you find the one that's worth it, baby. So, Prince, yeah. get, like, he starts off complimenting and then gets a little bit kind of lectury. Yeah, he's, um, it's, he's gone his whole <laughs> career being so like woke about women and sexuality and all this stuff and then suddenly once he became like a jehovah's witness or something this becomes very I, I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of uncomfortable with this song because it feels like he's pushing that whole <laughs> madonna whore dichotomy thing where it's like oh you had sex you're worthless <laughs> don't do it don't do it <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I guess yeah. This this is one of the few times after Rainbow Children where his like his you know his religion kind of really is in this song. Like it, like like I said, it does feel like he's met someone and he's very upbeat about it. But then at the same time, he's very kind of he's he's giving them a bit of a lecture. A little bit. Um, you know, although I don't know, like the second the second I don't I don't I don't, I don't know if we can call it a verse because there is no real chorus apart from you know repeating the words "so young and beautiful" a couple of times. Um, you know, where he says, uh, you're so fine, my heart's pounding if I had the chance to lay you down. So, you know, he still hasn't, he hasn't lost that touch. You know, if he, if he sees someone he likes, he's not going to hold back. <laughs> um, I'd probably take a rain check till next summer because I don't want to be like all your other lovers. So, which again, that's, that's less about them and more about Prince <laughs> putting himself on a bit more of a, a pedestal that like being like, I'm better than the other people you've been out with up until now. Um, you know, so young and beautiful. I'm hipping you to the game, darling. <laughs> Which, this is where you can kind of tell that Prince really is like in his early forties, and you know, 
the lecturing someone who is clearly younger than himself. You kids pull your pants um, up and stop having sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I do I do love the fact that we've got like a, a Prince piano ballad where he's saying the words I'm hipping you to the game. Like <laughs> it you know it's it's kind of it's kind of fun. Professor but, Prince, know, the, classes in session. I don't like the message that is in here of like, you know, don't have sex with anyone else until you meet me because I'm the one who's going to fall in love with you and all that. Like I don't not ta- I don't take it 100% seriously in this song because it, it, Prince sound, like you know fun prince has been missing for a few years uh, because he's got very serious and religious and you know he had his marriage fall apart and all that kind of stuff. So I I I kind of take this as prince although he's saying this it sounds like there's a little bit of maybe playfulness and he's kind of like maybe uh, like the fact that it's so kind of like over top of over the top of like you know they only want your virginity keep your clothes on and your chastity like it feels almost like he's he's doing a little bit of a kind of parody of like someone who would have those attitudes although it's entirely possible he's playing it straight Um, you know know, i'll give him the benefit of the doubt you know he's playing with his new lover but yeah you know the fact that he says hipping you to the game and then he says so you will always remain young and beautiful um, it, it's like, okay, like, <laughs> obviously, you know, there's a lot of pressure from society for young women to remain young and beautiful, but now it's coming from Prince in a ballad that is titled Young and Beautiful, so, um, I get, I mean, I'm trying to remember how old his, his, his second wife was, but I think she was, I mean, Maite was substantially younger than Prince, so what was, I think his... What was the name of his second wife, Ferrari Testarossa or something? I think it was Manuela. Oh, okay. Yeah, she would have... In, in, the, in the year 2001, she would have been 24. Um, and Prin- I think Prince was... Well, Prince was born 58. She was born 76. Oh. So I think he was about 20 years older than her. So, yeah, I, like, lecturing... Let's say he is lecturing to Manuela at this particular time, which would fit with the timeline because, you know, they, they'd have been married about a year at this particular point. Hmm. Um, you know, it, 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 it feels like, although you could take it as Prince saying that women need to keep their virginity, it does feel like he's, if he's singing this to his wife that he's been married to for a year, it does feel like it's a bit more playful. Um, and, you know, maybe he's kind of, you know, he's kind of making out like he's better than her previous lovers in any way because he wants to kind of keep her young and beautiful. <laughs> Whereas I don't know, I don't know what they wanted to do to her, but you know, Prince is obviously saying, you know, uh, until you, I, I like as well how Prince builds himself up by saying until you find the one that's worth it. Yeah, which is like, of course, which is me. <laughs> <laughs> like in an abstract way, he's saying, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't really kind of, you know, be with people who don't feel that you're worth it. But at the same time. I'm the only one who thinks you're worth it. <laughs> so so I am the one you should be with. Which is something that he's done in songs previous to now anyway, like where he's built himself up as being the perfect person for this person and the reason why they should, you know, give up whatever they're doing or, you know, so this is not the first time that Prince has kind of lectured in this way. Although I feel like putting the words virginity and chastity into the song is probably, that's probably a first for Prince, um, <laughs> kind of putting him in that context. And also the kind of, like, that's why they try to take advantage of you, which is not wrong, you know. There, there are a lot of people in society that will try and take advantage of young women, so, you know, I, I feel like Prince there is kind of speaking the truth. Uh, but yeah, I know, it does feel a little bit kind of like he has these kind of parochial views. Yeah, he's uh, a complicated he's guy. kind of putting across. Yeah, you know, he he can he can, you know, I don't I I, I don't know. I I I just I I find it hard sometimes taking Prince seriously when he kind of starts to lecture people on stuff and he's done this in other songs because you think to yourself, well, Prince, you know, what was the 80s? What was going on in the 80s with you? <laughs> like, 
you know, not that Prince was known for having like you know multiple lovers or anything, but he he was always known for being a bit of a serial monogamist. It's not like by the time he got to Maite, um, you know, she was the only one he'd ever been with. And in fact, there were more than a couple of songs on Emancipation that paint it as well. All those other people were merely practice until I got to you. So, um, you know, like. I, I I don't know. It's it, I I find I, sometimes I, I think it's like okay, Prince, you're really trying. You're painting yourself into a bit of a corner. Here. It's a bit of a do as I say, not as I do kind of. Which you know isn't surprising for you know Prince would have been sixty this year, so y- you know he's he you know he's a boomer who lectures Gen Xers in this particular context. So that's not a surprise. Like yeah. that's you know you know it's it's not surprising that Prince would would say to someone twenty years younger, don't don't do what I did in the eighties. <laughs> Um, and you'd be like, what? Make Under the Cherry Moon, Prince. I, I don't think you're one to throw stones. Boom. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I like, I don't know. I like, it's what's really weird. This is this, this is the, this is the weirdest thing about this song. Um, this is the final song that Prince will do that has any lyrics in it um, until um, musicology. Wow. Uh, the next song, the next song that Prince sings that isn't a, an instrumental will be the opening track for Musicology in 2004 because the next album, the next song is a, is an instrumental and the next album is an instrumental and the album after that is an instrumental. <laughs> Prince goes and does 14 straight tracks in a row that are instrumental, um, which is insane considering that up until this point, his entire career, you could count on one hand the amount of times he'd done any songs that were instrumentals. Um, so yeah, this is the last time Prince will be singing lyrics until 2004. Um, you know, and so this is kind of the last time to hear Prince's voice, um, you know, I don't know, aged 43 or whatever it is. <laughs> Next time you hear him, he'll be a couple of years older. Mm. I don't know. I, th- I think everything on this whole whole album is kind of a bit of a curiosity. Like, I like the kind of the build up at the start, like the, you know, the kind of him kind of finding the groove because, you know, he starts by playing, as he does with a lot of these tracks, just kind of playing like a scale or something. And then it, it, he finds like the, the kind of the you know, the rhythm of what he wants to play. And then, you know, we kind of get that for about a minute. And once we're into that kind of groove, then he starts singing. And and so, I mean, for me, I would say that this is, um, I mean, I'd say a three out of five. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of this album tends to be a bit forgettable. Um, and it's kind of telling that Prince, when he did One Night Alone Live, which obviously was the, you know, the triple disc that followed this, obviously he was you know, trying to get as much money as possible out of the MPG Music Club. Um, so he released, He, you know, he kind of, it's really weird because for the previous three years, he'd branded himself with the Rave brand. Mm. So you had Rave Unto the Joy, and then you had Rave Into the Year 2000, and then you had Rave Into the Joy Fantastic. So, he, you know, Rave was the brand for the previous kind of three years. And then for the next couple of years, his brand was One Night Alone. Um, mm. So obviously we have this, and then One Night Alone Live, and then One Night Alone The After Show. So it like... But even on the One Night Alone Live, there are like barely any of the songs that are performed are actually from One Night Alone. Like you'd expect that One Night Alone Live would have at least maybe half of the songs that are on this album, but it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a little telling that you like Prince recorded this album, but then when he toured it and did a live version of it, he barely referenced back to this album, and he did, you know he didn't play this track live. That's for certain. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like writing and performing these songs in the studio was just sort of like a practice towards the touring um and then you know if you want to take a star away for some of the lyrical content <laughs> then, that's where i'm at you know i think that's also i, I yeah. think i'm at a i'm at a two for this one i'm afraid you know it's like you know the entire album has a nice enough sound 
but it just doesn't it just doesn't feel like Prince is kind of taking it to the next level. Like if you're going to do an entire album that's just you and a piano, then I you know there has to be something that is is making that piano compelling. I found that his final tour. I've heard a couple of dates from that, and um, I thought his piano playing had improved by then. At least he got more inventive with it. Yeah. If not raising his level. Yeah, I've, you know, I've, obviously, you know, after his death, a lot of people put some of those concerts up on YouTube, and I have watched a few of those. And yeah, he's like, it seems like, you know, um, well, in particular, like, you know, Alicia Keys covered How Come You Don't Call Me, and she kind of, you know, a few times kind of toured with him for a couple of dates here and there, you know, as a surprise guest. And I think having someone who, like her, is a more accomplished pianist, I think that made Prince kind of up his game a little bit. And, you know, and also... That tour was another like 15, 16 years after this tour. So in that right. time, he he obviously kind of matured the same way that his guitar playing on his first few albums is, you know, a bit more basic. And then by the time you get to the late 80s, you know, he's he's kind of it's it, you can see the improvement. Um, and, you know, I, right. I feel that's kind of that's kind of true of his piano playing like here. This feels like a good starting point. But by the time you get to his final tour, he really has kind of, you know, at least figured out that you can't just play the chords and the melody and and have that that that's not really what playing piano is like that's fine if you're a backing pianist like you know at a you know at a lounge where someone is doing like a frank sinatra impression <laughs> by all means just play chords and a bit of the melody but if you're if you're intending to perform the piano needs to be used a bit more you know kind of interesting right i feel like we said about as much as we can about young and beautiful so let's go to plugs is there anything that you wish to plug tim i will politely decline the opportunity thank you <laughs> and you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter prince podcast or you can email us not sure we would at prince track by track at gmail.com thanks once more for being my guest here tim thank you very much it was wonderful and otherwise goodbye